Hey, I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and welcome to the winter classic episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, what a difference a month can make, Doug. I'm, uh, I'm really proud of this team right now. I know you and I are keeping the faith, and we knew this was possible, but the team had to come through. They were the ones that had to do the hard work and fight, scratch and claw, and climb out of the hole that they were in. Uh, and they had some help. Um, Ron Francis coming through with another mid-season addition with Tata. And, of course, the goalies have been fire. Um, but they did it, man. And now this team is rolling which is the perfect time. I know the last episode wasn't that long ago, and you were talking about half the season. Well, pretty much we're there. Four now we're looking at All-Stars, right? All yeah, now game. we're looking at All-Stars. We're four games away from midseason, so this is also kind of our midseason recap episode. Um, here, here. So, Congratulations, everybody. We made it. Cheers! <laughs> so, yeah, we... Uh, if you didn't know, we smoked Vegas in the Winter Classic, and we will talk about that. What an event. Um, Could have gone any better, I don't think, uh, except for, as Hackstall said, Joey didn't get a chance to, to shoot one on the empty net. Uh, but we'll talk more about that. So how about you, Doug? How are you feeling about this team right now? Oh, yeah. Flew out for the Winter Classic. Took a little walk through Mopop. They had some great exhibits in there right now. Spent a bunch of money at the team store in the Armory. Got my new Kraken jersey, number 22, Bjorkstrand, baby. Bjorkie! Yeah, they ironed the numbers on nice and straight. But I was <laughs> a little disappointed that they didn't have any of the Winter Classic jerseys in the team store the day before the game. I mean, come on. Can't save any uh, rabid fans. Rabbit fans. Got my here. son. Got my son Logan the jersey. Both yeah. of us rolled into the Winter Classic in home colors. Uh, he told me the Winter Classic jerseys aren't as cool as the home colors, so I felt like I kind of did all right yeah. with that. You know, we had so much fun New Year's Day. I can barely contain myself. So let's go. Let's do it. All right. Let's get in to the maelstrom. To the maelstrom. Okay, it's the three stars of the episode. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the third star. And this one goes to Tata. Uh, Tomas. Tomas Tata. Uh, since being acquired, uh, eight games he's played. He's got three goals and two assists. It helps he's playing on the, the first line with Berniers and Eberle. Um, but five points in eight games, it's hard to argue with the result. Um, he had that beautiful backhand for his first goal. 
And then uh, just last night against Ottawa, just a filthy geek. Uh, so he seems like he's he's got a little chemistry going on with Everly. That passing game is looking pretty good between them. Well, even Berniers, I think Berniers has a Berniers had the direct assist on that goal, and he has another uh, number one assist on another goal of his. So uh, mm-hmm. chemistry is mm-hmm. good right now. And uh, it's funny, good. he did a little interview, and, and I kind of said this when we got him. I, he said, you know, he didn't, have a, he didn't have a chance to showcase a lot of his, like, talent when he was in Colorado, uh, his scoring ability and things like that. And sure. I don't, I don't, you know, I think that obviously that shows a little bit of frustration for him. But I said this when, when we got him. I was like, you know, he's a 20-plus goal scorer, but – Colorado stack with talent, you know, and it's like, Hey, he, he gets lost a little bit on a team like that. Guys like that get lost in the numbers, but, uh, yeah. he seems to be flourishing. So, uh, maybe not quite up to Tolvin and standards, but we got half a season to go. Um, but it's kind of funny too. We talked about how, like, you know, we thought, at least I thought that, uh, Tatar was like Ron Francis's answer to losing Burakovsky and now Burakovsky's back yeah like you know shortly thereafter he wasn't out as long as we kind of thought he would be so right it's it's pretty cool now having having both of them on there they're looking good right yeah you uh it's a good problem to have and we'll talk some about that later on yeah moving on to the second star second star Vince Dunn yeah He's got three goals and five assists since our last episode, including an assist in the Winter Classic. That leads the team in points. And when he's rocking, this team is rocking. You can you can see the confidence when he's out there skating right now, for sure. Yeah, him and Larson both got assists in the Winter Classic. But I think, you know, when he's producing – this team is is clicking on all cylinders. You know they're they're finding their spots, and he's a great distributor of the puck. But obviously he's got that rifle, and uh, yeah, when he's feeling it, I think this you know like the team is is running on high octane. You know, uh, absolutely. And yeah, I mean you can't really he he leads the team in points, and he led the team in points since the last episode in those five five games since we were last on he's he's on fire so um that's what we need that's what we need from our defense honestly surprised that he wasn't the pick for the all-star game but we're gonna talk about that gentlemen in a minute (laughs) we'll talk about that too but for now we're on to our first star this Number one is a surprise to nobody. Joey Decord. If you Joey 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 Joey, 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 Joey. If you've been watching crack and hockey for the last ten games, you know it's Joey. And in fact, you know we kind of argued about first star for him last last time, and he got honorable mention. Uh, but. There's no denying uh, after this last stretch that uh, he he's the man at, atop the mountain right now. He started showing up at home for the Winter Classic with a shutout. 
Huge. And 35 saves, which is number is 35. So there's a lot of numerology things going on there. Good vibes. Good yep, vibes exactly. happening. Exactly. Yeah, he's uh, started nine of the last 10 games. Drieger started um, and won a game against Calgary, two to one. But in those nine games, he's seven, oh, and two with the only losses being an overtime loss to Dallas and a shootout loss to L.A. So we still secured points in both those games, which, by the way, the Kraken are on a franchise-best 10-game point streak now. Um, he allowed 11 goals in that stretch and set the single, the, the single season, set the season record and Kraken franchise record, um, going 158 minutes without allowing a goal. Um, so nobody in the league has, has a longer shutout, uh, streak this season. And obviously that's the Kraken franchise record. And that was actually Jones last year, uh, that set the franchise record. So he is hot. Like you said, shutting out the golden Knights in the winter classic. He had a shutout to start this stretch run as well. So he has yeah. two shutouts. Um, he's got the eye of the tiger right now. Yeah. In that stretch, he has a 1.22 goals against average and a 0.956 save percentage, which if those were like season long statistics, it would, he would be in the number one goalie in the league by a mile. Um, and even his current goals against average, which is 2.29 is, is good enough for fifth best in the league. So he's just playing really, really good hockey right now. Like a wall. Yeah. He's and just on fire. It'll be interesting to see what Hackstall and the staff does. Cause he, I had the last time we talked, he had played like seven games in a row. And we're going into a long road trip, and he's played a road trip will be three in a row since the Calgary game or Drieger started. So the one thing I will say is they are getting like four days off. They don't play again till next Tuesday. So they've got a stretch here where everybody's going to get some rest. So maybe they play him all six games or five out of six. I don't know. Um but I'm sure you'll see him most of the time. You'll still probably see Drieger in a few of those games backing him up. But yeah, I, if, if I, as long I, as he's looking good, they're not going to pull him. Yeah, I took a peek and we play the Sabres out of the gate. And then we got some toothy opponents. The Rangers are in there. The Oilers, which, as we've discussed, historically, we haven't played well against. Uh, and a few others um, that are are you know the capitals the penguins so i if it was me i'd probably rest him for the sabers and let him let him go through the gauntlet the rest of the way um maybe the blue jackets that's a team we should be and drieger did look good his last game so anyway we're getting a little bit off track <laughs> joey decord your your Winner Classic MVP and winner of the Coco Cup, uh, which they're giving out to the MVP of the Winter Classic now. Uh, and our first star and first star in our hearts, Joey Decord. Joey, 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 Joey. So there you go. There's your three stars. If you have a problem with those three stars, take it up with the producers. <laughs> yeah. Send us your hate mail. 
But, you know, we should throw out some honorable mentions, Doug. What do you got? I got Burakovsky for his first goal of the season, finally. I mean, it's long overdue. Yep. It's just, it's like, it's like finally he's, he's back in the mix. He's finding his stride. Yeah, he was Mr. Glass. And he even said, like, when he scored that goal, he slid into the boards. And he said after the game, he's like, I was a little worried because it seems like every time I, I get hit, I get injured now. The boards. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly. It was a little nerve wracking. Yeah. But the but smile on over. his face, it's kind of crazy because I thought he had scored a goal before. and But he's been gone so long, he's don't think about it. But yeah, it was the first goal for him of the season. So good for him to get on the board. Definitely. Definitely. Then we got Bjork Strand. He's got a goal and two assists. And he's uh, going to the All-Star game. There you go. He's our All-Star, not Vince Dunn. You can vote Vince Dunn in. Um, but, yeah, Bjorkstrand is our All-Star, which, you know, I'm not sad about at all. We've talked about him all season being clutch for us. When things were looking bad and dire and and low, he was the guy who was there who you could depend on to, like, bring the spark. I got the, I got the number 22 right. jersey. There you and go. I'm stoked. You you knew <laughs> something something in there just knew. You yep. knew he was our all star. Yeah, ever since ever since the uh the old series against Colorado last season, when he came up clutch mm-hmm. for two goals to win it in game seven. Oh my god. Yep. So no way. Keep that guy. Don't ever let him go. Okay. Uh moving on. Uh, Tolvanen, Eli, Ellie Tolvanen with a huge goal. Oh. First goal at the Winter Classic. He had a two-point night with a goal and an assist. I mean, and that was just money. That was money. That oh, was money. Dro- uh, that tip was just, oh, dropped straight down, three feet down. Like, what are you going to do? Thompson's probably just He's right just in front like, of the net. The guy just knows where to play. And yep. he's right in front of the net where he, he knows belongs. where to be. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then he had the assist on the Borgen goal. He, it was like it was like three shots in a row. It was like one shot, two shot, three shots, and Borgen's just happened to go in. The Borgen bomb, yeah, he's the other one. Yeah, so big Borgen, big Borgen with the other honorable mention. And the, that the was... three goals of the Winter Classic. Oh, and Yanni, that was the third one. Yeah, the but pepper pot. Borgen, Borgen was that was his first goal of the season, and. What a time to score a first goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At home at the Winter Classic. Loving it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it rigged? Is it rigged? Is this pro wrestling? Is the script already written? Because it just seems too good to be true. It's real to me. <laughs> no. no, no way. No way. Uh, but then y- y- Yanni, yeah. It's crazy. That line showing up. Dude. Yeah. Everybody yeah. on that line in the Winter Classic. My favorite guys. Mm-hmm. My favorite guys, all three of them, looking so good. Yeah, and he scored. Yanni scored like a, a now has scored a goal in back-to-back games, and that goal he scored last night against Ottawa is very similar. And Wenberg was in front of the net all night long against the Senators too. That he's looking like he's just ready to put <sighs> yeah, he some was, on. He was this close. The there was <laughs> a, a, toe, a toe save. Yeah, yep. Winberg. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean he was our third star last episode, so. You know, he's not flying under the radar no, anymore. No, no, but, uh, I mean, they're all good. He's, you know, it's hard It's hard to pick. Well, hard to pick the stars. We know, like, that, yeah, that, which is great for us because that means that, 
that we're playing well and there's a lot of people that could like be the stars we don't have to pick the the root, yeah we're not the picking the staff as the third star because <laughs> <laughs> things are so dire no offense to to the people who call the games they're awesome Mm-mm. they're great good good okay well we're moving on <laughs> uh let's do quick game breakdown um last time we talked it was all about consistency and uh, it's funny how the tide has turned. And this team is hot. There's really no other way to put it. Uh, they found their groove. And that is cracking hockey, baby. Oh, yeah. uh, 15 players on the roster have registered at least one point uh, since the start of this run. Um, and they've got that confidence and that swagger. And it's seeping into like every part of the locker room uh every part of the game so the effort on the forecheck and the back check are there and we're seeing that positive result now on the score sheet from all that hard work so it's uh it's really cool to see and gotta give you props doug we've been doing this for three seasons now and whenever we do predictions they don't seem to pan out very well but you never do but this time nailed it uh i just i just i just wandered out there swaggered on out there swung it out and let it fly feeling it <laughs> man feeling did it. i come home if i should have should have put some money down hey i put some money down. <laughs> i um yeah right put your money where your mouth is you're gonna make a prediction like that um but i will say like i said that they were gonna lose that philly game and it took the whole game they went down a goal in that first period and it took Till five minutes no, left in that it, game to tie it, it up come. and then win it in OT. So I wasn't mm-hmm. far off, but I've never been so happy to be wrong. So, uh, yeah. No, and then coming through against Calgary and Anaheim the way that I was hoping that they would. And then, honestly, like, the Winter Classic was just the cherry on top. I was like, and then, like, I was, you know. You go out there and you just fly on the seat of your pants, right? You're mm-hmm. going, ah, oh, they're gonna, then they're gonna be Vegas at the Winter Classic. Which but we I have care. not you historically. I, mean? I knew the team could do it, well and they did against it. them. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna savor this flavor for many days. Yeah, so I also think that this stretch run, especially these last games, you cannot overstate how important this was. I did a quick check of the schedule i think we have about 13 games left in our division so we just played we're right now we're sitting at fourth we're right. sitting at and, fourth and and we just played four three teams in our division in this stretch and we one, won all won those all games three. that's go, important yeah we go we go on this road trip the only game on this road trip that's in our division is the oilers edmonton the so Oilers. all those and games on a tear. being where we've secured the second place, uh, second wildcard spot. So if we can win our division or at least be in top two, we're guaranteed a spot. And that's where I think we want to be. So from this point on, those games get an asterisk because they're, they're more important. And I think those guys understand it too. But we only have 13 of those games left. So to secure these two points, they're all four-point swings. So it was a 12-point swing. 
we got six points. All those teams lost out on points. Um, so that was big. That was huge. Huge. Yeah. Okay. Can't get well, any better than that. That's great. Yeah. And oh, so what stood out to you in these games besides Joey? Joey Decord, of course. <laughs> yeah, Joey shut out. I mean, the the Gord, Tolvin, and Bjork stand line continuing to put essential points on the board. You know, and what did I tell you about Big Borgen last last episode? I told you he should have been in there and he finally comes through with a goal, so that's looking good. Yep. Finally get the win against Vegas is huge. Yep. You know, it's it's the last team on the list for the Kraken to beat, and they finally did it at the Winter Classic at home, no doubt. I mean, it's just like on New Year's Day, it's just a, a crisp, refreshing breath of fresh air for this team. Yeah, I would say, you know, some of the same things. The the Tolvanen Gord Bjorkstrand line is just oh, the penalty kill. The penalty kill the, has yeah, come up strong. Yeah, the penalty kill. You you yeah, and like what it was four penalties last night, and we killed all yeah. of them. All of them. Um, That's and so it. yeah, the the penalty <laughs> kill has been huge. Even like there's been two two penalties in this last four games that Larson took a penalty. And he's one of our huge killers, and we still like find a way to get it done. So yeah, you can't. Yeah, you got to give props to the PK right now. Um, yeah, the Tolvin and Gord Bjorkstrand line just continues to carry this team. It, it looks like, like Yamamoto and Burakovsky are, are 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 coming through with a little bit of chemistry that was, you know, sure. unexpected because you didn't know where he was going to fit back in the mix. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so um, I think we need to come up with a nickname for that line. I I don't want to like venture one out right now without some forethought in it. But for next episode, let's uh, let's come with some um, some ideas and see what the fans think. Okay. Uh, so between that, uh, for me, and then you know, like I said, Ron Francis coming up with these midseason like additions. Tatar has been, I think, up to this point, a revelation. I mean, he's producing at a at a really good clip right now, fitting in, and uh, dude, he's silky smooth. These the goals that he's scoring reminded me of Burakovsky when he first got here, and you're like, he's making moves in a phone booth, you know. And then yeah. uh, winning close games to me, it's big. Early on in the season, we had a horrible stat that was like. We hadn't won a game up to that point in the season by less than four goals. We needed a full, we needed to score four goals to win. And now we're winning in this stretch three to two, two to one, two to one, two to one. So we're we're clamping down defensively where we maybe weren't before early in the season. And uh, we're we're finding ways to win those games, which is what you have to do in the playoffs. You have to have the grit and the determination to like hold off teams and win close games. And we're proving we can do that. So that's really cool. And then for me, the last one is uh, Drieger's long-awaited return. The landlord finally got that start against landlord. Calgary. It was nearly flawless night except for a cadre goal. And that, once again, it's a division opponent. And I can't remember. I think it was like 
37 saves. He stood on his head. He he's had such a long road back to be at this point and be back on NHL ice um, that it just really really cool to see that moment and uh, and have him get that win out of the gate and uh, just how happy he was and and how happy the team is for him shows like where the locker room's at and the camaraderie and a special note on that like uh, uh, Grubauer. They asked him about not being able to play in the Winter Classic, and he immediately was like, yeah, but then players like Drieger get to be on the ice and, you know, be there to, to be in the Winter Classic. And so you just got to appreciate how well this team has, like, come together. They could have fallen apart, like, when times were tough and turned on each other, and they, they just haven't done that. And uh, Drieger's a great example of that and just so – uh, everyone knows we love the landlord, so so happy to see him get get a win out there. Definitely, I think we're going to see a little more of him on this road trip coming up here too. Yeah, one maybe two games. Joey's too hot. Joey's too hot. <laughs> I know. Too, nobody's going to want to pull Joey out. Yeah. And they, then, yeah, Tomas to. Tatar has been a, a solid hockey player in the league for quite a while now. Yeah, I think and I mean, 20 I don't goals think a season. He, yeah, I don't think he's ever really gotten, you know, the the respect he deserves. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what it looks like for him in the next season or two. Yeah, well, if he continues to produce the way he has to start his time here, He's going to end up being probably in like the top 10 uh, for points on the team, which is wild. So, yeah. Uh, one can only and hope. The points, the points are coming from all over the roster, as mm-hmm. you know, as is tradition, as is tradition. As is winning tradition, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crack and win. When I'm winning, crack and winning. Crack and hockey, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Let's talk about the Winter Classic experience. What was your favorite moment? The whole thing was just completely way more over the top and epic than I expected it to be. Mm. And I don't know like what I expected. Like I knew, you know, I know I've watched Winter Classics before on television. But it just seemed you know usually you go out to see a live hockey game and it's in an arena and there's 17,000 people there Mm -hmm. right and so for there to be more than double that and it's outside uh it was it was pretty thrilling yeah I agree I mean I think the the whole thing of it is exceeds expectations you know you, you don't yeah. know what to expect, but you expect, like, an event, right? And the way I kind of thought of it was, like, okay, it's it's kind of like the Super Bowl for the NHL. Because the Stanley Cup, yeah, it's technically, like, the championship. But it's different because it's seven games, possibly seven games. And you have to go to each city and you have to do all these things. So you can't really, like... It's, yeah, it's, and there's, like, there's, you know quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. Yeah, and, well, know. they have that in the NFL, but but 
it, it you can plan. But they're all seven game series. There's a lot yeah. more games. It's like yeah. forty games. You can in, plan in this one event right and like blow it out and make it extravagant because you're like yeah months ahead. You're like okay, it's happening here. We can do all these things. And so they had you know the fan experience outside. And I think from the drop, they just, they got this kid to play the national anthem on the guitar, like Seattle grunge, Jimi Hendrix style. And he just shredded it. And I think from the, and then they had like the Whidbey Island search and rescue team fly over the stadium in their helicopters with guys like dangling off ropes and the American flag. With the American flag, yeah. I'm like, crying <laughs> and from that moment on the girl the the girl the young girl hockey player that they pulled out and they were like he was like it was like in, in the intermission or whatever mm-hmm. and he's on the he's got her on the big screen he's like so do you think you're like a a better shooter or more like better at skating she's like i'm best at both (laughs) (laughs) classic yeah and you know you know for me i knew it was good because there was just I couldn't fit it all in. There was so much going on and like trying to experience it all. Sir Mix a Lot came out. Sir Mix a Lot, Heart. And did a whole number before, yeah. Heart in the first intermission. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, the cherry on top. Obviously, we get the win, that Tolvanen goal to start things off. You know, it it just, it looked like we came to, to, to just destroy their world. And all they wanted to do was go home. <laughs> and we just, we never let up on them. And it was the best I think we've ever played the Golden Knights. You know, Definitely. usually it's just this like slow slog of they clog up the middle. We can't transition, but we've just aggressively forechecking them the whole time and back checking and all those things. And we just found. We found our lanes ways, and found ways to score. And yeah. we found ways to score and and uh, and Joey shut him down. And Joey, Joey shut him down. But yeah, everything you know outside the game. And for me personally too, um, I was in the clubhouse level because I wanted when I bought tickets, I knew I wanted like elevated seats because I knew baseball stadium wise, it, it was going to be really far away. So I at least wanted to elevate, but I had, I just, it never crossed my mind that that's where like all the family members would be. So every intermission I would go like out into the club area and I'd see all these like jackets that had like numbers of players on them and their names. And then it finally clicked for me like, oh my God, those are like the wives and girlfriends (laughs) of all the players. So then I, I didn't bother anyone really except for Ty Cartier's lady. I just saw, I happened to see her kind of like alone where I could say something and not like interrupt her and be like, Hey, I want to interrupt your life. And so I just said, Hey, tell Ty that he rocks. (laughs) Yeah, I will. It's like, darn right. Okay. (laughs) That's going to fuel me forever. Like, uh, yeah, the hard glow from that game. Oh, and then we ran. I, I was in line buying a 50-50 raffle ticket. And this is the first time this has ever happened to me. Somebody came up to me and was like, oh, my God, you're Davy Jones. Because the jersey. And she listens to the podcast. It was Jenna. Um, I won't. 
I didn't talk to her about this, so I won't like give her Twitter information out or anything. But shout out. Shout, shout out, out to Jenna. To Jenna. Um, <laughs> I was like Thanks starstruck by the whole thing. Like, who? What? Why, why is someone talking to me? So people listen to the show, Doug. And she said no, she was don't. really big fans of both of us. And I said you were running around downstairs somewhere. And she was uh, she was really happy. So, Jenna, we appreciate uh, your input. And we're so happy that you listen to the show. Thank Cheers. you so much. So. Salute to Jenna. Salute. Um, and next time we'll get a picture. And, and for anybody else out there, feel free to always tap us on the shoulder and ask for pictures and whatever. We're happy to do that. And... Uh, just so appreciative that you guys listened. So anyway, the winter classic. I also stood in line to to see Lord Stanley's Cup, Doug. So there was lots to do. And I saw the picture. The, it's epic. It is as epic <laughs> as it could possibly be. It it was two and a half hours, but the wife was there and she helped uh, you know, stand in line when I wanted to go buy dedication. a beer. Yeah, so y you can do it as a team, and, and it was totally worth it. Um, but, you know, there were lines for all sorts of stuff, and you couldn't do it all. And that was maybe the you only thing. Like, you just couldn't do that everything. Day without waiting in line. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, they won't come back for probably 10 years, but could I hope they do. Well, they had the cup in Seattle uh, not five years ago, maybe six years ago. And they had it at a uh, at a Seattle Thunderbirds game, mm. and it was actually it was I had I was at the game. Uh, it was my birthday. It was right around the first of December, which is my birthday. Happy birthday! And I think uh, it was the Thunderbirds. They might have been playing the Winter Hawks, and they had the Stanley Cup in the Showwear Center. And it was the same thing, JB. I was like, ah, yeah, definitely I want to go do that. And I walked out and looked at the line and was like, this is going to – I'm going to miss the whole game if I stand in this line to, like, see the Stanley Cup. So I bailed. Yeah, see, and I probably would have done that, but not for the my accomplice, you know. Knowing that you got somebody who's going to make the time go by faster and who's going to hold your spot when you need to go get a beer or do something else. Yeah, power through it with mm -hmm. you. Yep. So, yeah, all in all, the Winter Classic, I think, was a great success. And I think people should live by your mantra, Doug. Like, I know there's a lot of people, and I don't want to, like, make anyone feel a certain way or whatever. Who, But people who couldn't afford to go to the game. But it's, like, $300 ticket, and in the scheme of things, like, over your life, that's no amount of money for the experience that it was. It was one of the most epic fun times i've ever had right I think. and, and like, you came from massachusetts in a whirlwind to see it so you flew across the country to get it done it was fabulous yep. it was worth every penny there you every go minute so you heard it you heard it from doug not from me the guy who flew across the country to do it worth every penny and i agree i had some drinks i ate a hot dog it was fun Cheers to the NHL for doing it right in the Winter Classic, and of course the boys for winning that whole darn thing. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Okay. Uh, anything else that needs to be said about the Winter Classic before we move on? No, I don't think so. Did I mention that Santa was there and Bowie? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, just some of the, like, in-game stuff. Bowie's, like, out <laughs> in a boat, just, like, fishing for fake fish. Santa's there. Uh, yeah, wild. Yeah, it was a whole spectacle. Oh, and yeah, Bowie not- got in the fight with Biz Nasty. This and yeah. that, uh, on the broadcast during one of the intermissions. Uh, I saw that, too. They, they, they just, you know, they're doing... They're doing things right, and there's an element of silliness to it, which I think is great, you know. Don't have to take yourself so serious all the time. Uh, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, we got to get to a, a little sad piece of news. Megna um, was was put on waivers. They tried to send him to Coachella Valley, and the Blackhawks said, no dice, we want him. So. Megna's gone. Uh, feel kind of you know bad for the guy. He's basically been a healthy scratch all season and pretty much most of last season. Well, we I mean that's kind of that's why that's an option. You know what I mean for guys like that. It's like yeah, in a way, I'm it, sure it's great, right? Because now he's probably going to get a chance to get on the ice. The Blackhawks need all the help they can get. Yeah, they got a young blue line, so. You know, maybe he brings a little experience and and stable yeah. play for them. Uh, exactly. And if he if he sticks on the roster, we'll, we're going to see him when they get back. They got. They you know play. what's cool is I just saw uh, our buddy Colin Blackwell. Yeah, didn't he? He got an there. assist uh, the uh, the other night. Yeah, right. And he, uh, he Ryan Donato was, uh, over Donato. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. All our old buddies over yeah. there in Chicago. The so cracking crackin Chicago connection. <laughs> Join the fold. Every team's got one of those teams where it's like all of our old guys seem to end up there. <laughs> I think it's a good sign for us because, you know, Ottawa, Chicago, they're kind of – teams on the lower part of the totem pole right now building. And so when you have a team where you're like losing players to those teams kind of tells me like we're just in a little better trickle down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, you know, Magna Kraken legend. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Not an OG. Hang hang that number from the rafters. Yeah. We'll never forget you. The good news is, like, the One Roof Foundation is auctioning off, like, a bunch of stuff from the Winter Classic, and they have a signed Magna jersey. He didn't play in the game, and now he's not even on the team. So that jersey should double in value. Super rare. (laughs) (laughs) And you might get it cheap. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, yeah, Magna's out of here. We'll miss you, Megna. Yeah, he'll probably make us regret it. Yeah, immediately. We, <laughs> we get home from the road trip, we play Toronto, and the next game is the Blackhawks. So yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be. I'm sure they'll put him right out there. It'll be fun. Speaking of all the, the those type of moves, we're, we're down to six defenders <laughs> on the roster. So That's it. Something's got to be coming. Maybe Evan... Riker Evans, rather. Uh, Riker Evans getting called up uh, to be that seventh defender, you know, gets some rotation going. Yeah. Um, or somebody else. That's what else. makes sense to me. I don't know. But, um, 
But in that similar note, what is this team going to do when Schwartz, who is now practicing in a regular jersey, and Grew, who by all accounts is getting close, what are what is the team going to do when those guys are healthy? What do you think? I have no idea. I mean, are they going to be – they can't – are they going to ship them out halfway through the road trip? Right. Well, I think that through. they. He's I, like, I'm good. They're not going to send him out to Pittsburgh. I think that they travel. Because I said that about Andre Barakowski, uh in the last episode, and and he traveled with the team, and then like and that second he practice, he didn't have a. So I guess if you're practicing, jersey. you're probably traveling too. Yeah, I mean, they want you to keep, well, I don't keep know. getting in shape, right? Even if you're not going to start in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to me, I, yeah, I think obviously with Gru, they're going to send Drieger back down. So uh, to I think with me, I said this when he first got injured this second time. I, I thought it was a groin, even though the league pretty much doesn't have to tell you anything. And right. because and of the way do. Joey Decord has played, it gave them the luxury of basically saying like, we don't have to rush you back. There's no pressure. So let's just like take it day to day and see where right. we're at. And so I wonder how long they can float Gru. Yeah, how long as, can like, you fly with that? Or whatever. And then the, and then with with Schwartz, I think it's a little bit easier. Um, he'll just come in, and I think they'll start to rotate uh, Yamamoto and Ty Cartier. Kind of like they did earlier. That's early what on I was going to say. Yamamoto and Ty Cartier. I was just checking the roster to make sure I didn't forget anybody. Right. I mean, I don't think but, you take Tatar out because he's just playing too well right now, and he's no, playing on no, that top No, I think line. you just you just hit the nail on the head. But Yamamoto is on fire too. So I mean, Probably they're gonna tied. they're gonna have to like uh, rotate those guys out. Yeah. Softly. It's interesting because Yamamoto's <laughs> kind of taken. Schwartz place on the the power play. Right. So if you, you rotate out Ty, I guess you just put Schwartz in and Yamamoto and like somebody else yeah, goes you out. Just circle him around. Yeah. Um yeah, the other kind of interesting thing when you think about all this is how McCann now is like playing on the second line with uh Winberg and and turbo and that seems to be working out well too it's nice to see him kind of all finding a little bit of chemistry we were doing a lot of different line combinations and we've seen devon shore here in a game or two once in a while also yeah but and he's yeah he's on the roster so he's just been a healthy scratch most of the time i think he probably goes back down when schwartz right is ready right so So i guess for me it's like how long are they gonna be able to go. I don't know the the rules with IR and long term IR and how long you have and um, but maybe that that I should check. I'll, I'll check into it before the we do the next episode. But yeah, it, it, it's not. I think it it only really gets complicated when Belmar is back. Now he has a broken leg, so. He has a fracture, so it could be longer. But then we'll have to make a tough, deci- a tougher decision between you know somebody's going to have to go down, down. 
You know what I mean? Yep. So. Yep. But for now, I guess, like you, like you said, and I said, <laughs> like I said, and you agreed with, it's yep. it's going to be a, a shuffle the deck between Ty and, and Yamamoto and Schwartz. Otherwise, we'll see what happens. And then Gru's just, Drieger's going to go back down and Gru's going to be the backup. Yeah, because so. Joey, you know, the, nobody want to pull Joey out The right $5 million now. Dollar backup, baby. You're never pulling Joey out. Yeah, you know what? It makes it so exciting, though. Like I said in the last episode, like, the future of that position with Decord playing so well, you know, what you can do in the offseason if you want, or what you have in that room now is, like, solid. Rock solid. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. So. Brick walls. Okay, let's get to the prediction part of the episode. See, <laughs> um, this part, I won last week. I won. I got four in a row. And nobody would ever yeah. guess that. And yeah. I got it. And you, I did it. And now usually I don't when we do these... <laughs> We're talking about like, well, I got two right. That's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you nailed them all. Uh, but for this one, we got a six-game road swing, so we got a few more games in there. It's uh, a big trip. So I'll kick it off. We got Sabres, Capitals, Blue Jackets, Penguins, Rangers, and then we end in Edmonton with the Oilers. Um, so I've got a win against the Sabres, a win against the Capitals, Ovechkin won't be cooking in his kitchen that night. <laughs> I think not. And then we got a win against the lowly Blue Jackets, which, you know, if you're talking about a trap game, that's the trap game right there. Uh, then I have our only loss in overtime. I'm even going to get specific against the Penguins. Have you been watching the Penguins lately? No. <laughs> but the reason that I did it is just because I think we need redemption against the Rangers because they manhandled us in the weird light game that you and I went to early on in the season. No. And uh, and then we do the unthinkable, Doug. We don't allow a hat trick by the Red Hot Oilers. Like McDavid and Drysaddle have finally like showed up this season. They're playing good hockey right now. Uh, but they we, are. we beat the Oilers. So we go, the winning streak continues for another three games. We lose an OT, but get a point against the Penguins. And yeah, the Kraken stay pretty much red hot in my prediction, but they don't, they do drop one to the Penguins. So now that I've said that, tell me, are the Penguins like playing bad hockey right now? <laughs> Is that a uh, game they're gonna? <laughs> they, the only thing I know is that they just pulled a nail biter out over the Bruins. Yeah, but that's overtime. the Bruins. I think it was an overtime. Was an overtime? I don't know, but it was like a one goal. Marshan scored a, a shorthander to tie it up, and then Sid Crosby scored to win. Ooh, that's a crosstown rivalry with the Bruins. Hey, the know, Bruins are a I, good team. I was just. I was just asking. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that they played a tough game against a really good team, JB? Yeah. Have you watched hockey lately? <laughs> I will be the first to admit I am pretty Kraken-centric when it comes to my hockey watching. So I uh, I parcel out with highlights mostly of other games. So you watch a lot more of the NHL abroad than I do. So 
I do. And sometimes the cracking games for me, because I'm on the East Coast, they're all on at like 10 o'clock at night. You're already asleep. Hard for me to stay up that late. That's why we have the whole thing covered, Doug. You cover the (laughs) East Coast. I cover the West Coast. (laughs) So I will... I'm gonna, here's my prediction. You're going to venture into the pool? Swing. Uh, I'm going Put, for Putting it. everything on the line. Okay. Uh-huh. Win against the Sabres. Yeah. I hate even predicting losses, but I'm going to say the Capitals take us. Oh, all righty. Uh, we win in overtime against the Blue Jackets. Well, there's a trap game. Sure. All right. Okay. We lose in overtime to the Penguins. We lose to the Rangers. We win against the Oilers. Mm. Set. Ranger fan in you. Can't allow a win. <laughs> At Madison Square Garden? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. They're... they're good. They're really good this year. They're really, really good uh, this no. year. It's, yeah. it's going to be tough. They're... And if, if the Kraken do take them, oh, boy, I'll celebrate. I will. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's that would be a huge triumph for them. But I just think that the Rangers are, are where they are right now this season is battling for the top position. Yeah, yeah. They're... And I just I think that they've got things going on that the Kraken are going to have trouble with. Okay, well, so you've got a loss to the Penguins, a loss to the Rangers, and the Capitals. Yep. Okay. Well. I, and a couple of overtime games in there. See, I said the Blue Jackets and Penguins are both overtime games. Right. One will be a win. One will be a loss. I'm not sure which will be which. I think there's going to be some games that are going to go into OT on this road jam. Yeah, it seems to be, you know, a theme for us this year. But we're yeah, coming out they're getting on, points in, they're coming getting out points and getting in points in overtime. So. I mean, that'd be, even at your prediction, that would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven points. And mine would be 11. 11. So, I'm the more optimistic one. This this prediction cycle. This time around. This time around for this road trip. goes. (laughs) <laughs> last season, last season, they looked really good on the road. They couldn't lose on the road. Yeah, well, and this is, I think, our longest road swing of the season. If they go on this jam and go on a tear, oh, man. They could yeah. win them all right in a row right here and just be. Yeah, it'll launch us into the stratosphere. <laughs> I mean, the they are. Streak they're, they're, franchise history. they're feeling it right now. So, yeah, they, yes, they, they, they take the Sabres, and then I think, if they take the Sabres, then I think. They're like, hey, we're, See, it's, if we're they, doing if it. If they cool off now, the they've road. got a couple days off. If they cool off in their off yeah, time and they don't come it's, back with the momentum, it's it tough. could be bad. Four days. It could be bad. Yeah. We really need that win. That They have to beat the Sabres. That's what I'm telling you, though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. they got to take a W home at Buffalo. And they should. Yeah. They no should. Not to. Okay. Anything else? No, I don't think so. McDavid's on a tear. The, yeah. the All-Star game's coming. We got Bjorkstrand in there. Yep, yep, All-Star game. You know who else is on a tear? McKinnon. I read some stat yeah. that's crazy. Like, uh, the year of 2023, he had the most goals, like 80, 80, goal, 80 points in five-on-five play. 
So this obviously includes last season. Um, last season and this this portion of this season up to the end of 2023, the next closest person uh, in points in five on five was McDavid, but at like 53. So he's in the month of December, he scored like 29 points. 29 points in 13 games. So that they're another team. They're they're top of the league. He's a fourth to reckoned with for sure. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Thankfully, we've played them all. We're gonna play them this season until the playoffs. So I think we face the Oilers two more times. But after that, it's mostly the Ducks and the San Jose Sharks. That's um, not bad. That's so, not bad. We can live like, with that. We can yeah. live with them them com- yeah. competitions. Yeah, like I said, 13 more games in the division, and we got to put asterisk on all of those. We need to take them all. Uh, one more game I mean, we against can't, Vegas. We can't be soft. Can't be soft anywhere now. I mean, yeah, we're in the we're in the last half of the season. They didn't have a very strong first half of the season. It's time to really show up. Yep, yep. Well, because they're... you really want to. You're going to the playoffs. You want to go in there with some momentum. Right. Well, they're they're looking strong right now. So. We're, we're ending the half season and starting the new year on a high note. That's for sure. All right, let's let's get out of here. Let's go cracking. Let's go cracking. Our intro music is by the Zambonis. Our outro music is by Stompin' Tom Connors. We'd love to hear from you, so tweet us at Cracking Captains. If you see us out there on the street, please come up and say hi. If you listen to the podcast and you like it, tell your friends. Give us a like on Spotify or wherever you listen. Follow us on social media and shout us out. And uh, keep your heads up because another episode is coming real soon. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.